0: podcast is part of the sports social podcast network get right to the romance and find the way to wow this valentine's with 1-800 flowers.com from classic roses and bouquets to decadent chocolate covered berries gourmet treats and more surprise your valentine with 1-800 flowers.com right now get the 18 stem enchanted rose medley for $39.99 or upgrade to 24 red roses for $10 more Go to 1 800flowers.com slash tune in. That's 1 800flowers.com slash tune in. Good morning and welcome to another edition of the Arsenal Opinion Podcast. It's Europa Thursday. It's another shit result. I'm here. Luckily, I'm not here with Johnny. I'm joined instead by Matt. Welcome to the show, Matt.
1: Hi Pete, how are you?
0: Shit, absolutely terrible, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm really, really upset and agitated and annoyed. How are you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, we have pinned all of our. We're now we've put all our eggs in one basket with the Europa, uh, which is not where any club wants to be. And then to suffer the uh, ignominy of uh, one all draw with Slavia Prague at home. And the manner of it is is really disappointing.
0: Yeah, I, I could kind of rationalise losing to one of the best teams in Europe and the Premier League champions who got 99 points in the Premier League last season, even in their worst season in a very long time. But yeah, Arteta had to come out fighting tonight. He had to come out with a better plan and... You knew you didn't. You didn't even really need to be like, "Well, you know, he might pull something out of the bag here." You kind of knew with the selections that he made that it was going to be more or the same today. What did you? What did you make of the starting lineup?
1: I wasn't um, unduly concerned because I, I mean I've said it for a while, which is uh, if we can't beat Slavia Prague over two legs, then we have got massive problems. And I know that people will say, oh, but what about Leicester? And they be a good team and they're unbeaten at home in all these games and all of that. This is Arsenal we're talking about. And Slavia Prague, when we were in the Champions League, were, you know, was, they're, they're, they're an obscure team. And we've got bigger fish to fry. Um, and, and we need to just be cruising past them. So I wasn't too worried about the lineup. I just thought after the disaster that was the weekend, we'd come out firing. And to be honest, was expecting a, you know, a 3 0, 3 1, um, and set us up towards the end of the season.
0: Yeah, I, 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 I semi expected that result to come today because this team is unfocused again. I thought the performance that we put on at the, uh, the weekend was like very much out of the, the sort of late October, mid-December run, and it it proved out. And Arteta has no one to blame, apart from himself. And, uh, you know, the the worst thing about that game, the the lack of urgency, um, the complete dismantling of the press all of a sudden, and the tepid performance, um, it led me to believe that that Arteta was almost happy with coming out of that game with a nil-nil draw. Like, he's, he's, you know, playing, playing Willian in the home leg against Slavia Prague um, was, it was baffling, but it just, it, it told you what you were going to get. And
1: Yeah, I mean, look, I think the Willian debate is, is an exhausting one. I'm bored of it. Um, he's always going to play games under Arteta. It's just a, just a reality of it. We just have to try and limit them to as, as few as possible. And, Hope that when he comes in, he puts in slightly improved performances, like the one I think he did against Leicester a while back. He's 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 not the answer. Um, more worrying to me is, you know, not looking at the overall trends. And we always look at games in isolation, but I think it's always more interesting to look in in sort of batches in a way and and look at look at what's happening from a trend standpoint. And the reality is after the Spurs game, uh, we were on the podcast crowing about what a great victory, and it felt like a turning point. It felt like a vindication of a style of play, uh, personnel. Um, And since then, we've played four games. We've drawn two, we've lost two. And we have thrown away that sense of identity and style as quickly as we found it. And, you know, it's just so frustrating. We just can't seem to gather any momentum all this season and when you talk about season highlights as a whatsapp group there are there are literally you can count them on one hand you know goals moments games that um have been memorable this season uh none of them important in any way and you fear for Arteta because sooner or later it's going to catch up with him and he is in such a tricky spot now because he's unable to ever build himself up any credit. He's always under pressure. And this is just a perfect example of that. And now we go into a game at the weekend against Sheffield United, which means nothing, um, but anything other than a win. And my God, the, the, he, he's fighting for his job again.
0: Some of, some of the problems that Mikel Arteta is having are not down to him. You know, there, there there is an inherent character flaw in this squad that Wenger couldn't get rid of, that Emery couldn't get rid of, and that Arteta is dealing with, you know, he's trying to, he's trying to extract the, the pus out of the wound, and there's still some to go. There are obviously problems that he's doubled down on. What, the, the, the thing that I can't fathom, and I know you find the Willian story boring, but it's important because if you're looking for patterns, Arteta is desperate to prove that he was right on William. And even when he's under massive pressure like tonight, his fullback is William. And it's not based on merit. It's based on ego. It's an ego decision. He's desperate to try and prove, you know, listen to him talking in the press before about his high potential, William and high potential. Unbelievable! You know he's got he's got the solution sitting there, and it's Gabriel Martinelli. And it doesn't matter. Gabriel Martinelli could have had the worst performance ever today, and the fans would have forgiven the selection. But because Arteta keeps on reverting to the things that burned him pre-Christmas, um, he, he's losing credit with the fans. And you know, I I really really thought that maybe tonight would be a bit of a turning point for squad learnings. But once again, we're back in the same position that we were in post-semi-final last year, Aston Villa, these players don't show up. And now there's so many of them that are starting to turn. You do feel like maybe Arteta is moving into the Unai Emery death spiral.
1: Well, look, let's, just, let's just start with the Martinelli saga. And it's becoming a saga um, because we've been out, the league hasn't mattered realistically for weeks. Certainly, there was maybe a few days after the spurs game when it felt like there was some possibility but the moment we dropped points um after that the league's dead for us frankly we can't even get europa through the league the way that it's shaping up and okay. i know we've got an easy we've i know we've got an easy run but it's just not going to happen we haven't been able to put together a decent run all season so so why do we suddenly think we're going to be able to do to get one going now and What that tells me is it's the perfect opportunity to blood a youngster and give him minutes and give him games and set themselves up for next season. And the fact that that isn't happening, I mean, you can see it on social media. It's a universal truth that everybody wants to see Gabriel Martinelli getting minutes. And that doesn't mean starting every game. It means getting a run out, getting the odd start, getting the opportunity. Because when he came back into the team, he added immediate dynamism. And it's so clear what we're missing to anyone outside. And this whole notion of control or professionalism, it's a lot of bullshit. Does not exist. And the biggest myth in, at Arsenal is that William offers you control. That's just not true. Uh, and, you know, without sounding like a disciple of Arsene Wenger, you know, the best form of control is attack. And Martinelli puts players on their heels. Willian is, I mean, he's a waste of space, frankly. Um, and, and we're back in that. And I know, oh, he's got, he's got more assists than any other, or whatever bullshit statistic. But we've all had enough of him.
0: And, um, and we need to
1: see Martinelli getting minutes.
0: And I, I'm, I don't, you know, we, fans get excited about all sorts of young players. Ainsley, Maitland, Niles... We thought he was the solution. But well, with the- well, let's just,
1: let's just, can we just mention the other, the, one of the biggest regrets that I think Arteta can have is his management of players is, is, is proving to be appalling because last year around this time, Ainsley Maitland-Niles came in and put man-of-the-match performances or man-of-the-match quality level performances in against Manchester City and Chelsea in the FA Cup playing in the left wing back run. We now have no, no left wing back. We've got Saka, but he's far more potent in, in, in a front three. Why have we let him go to West Brom? Why have we not managed him better? There's been so many opportunities for him to play games. It seems crazy that, um, that he, 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 he wasn't kept around right now. As you know, we all know that uh, Kieran Tierney is 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 fragile. So you know, anyone could have predicted he's going to miss more, more games.
0: The the, the bigger the, the Gabriel Martinelli is a saga because although the fans want to see him in the squad, that doesn't always. Mean that he's training well. It doesn't always mean that things are going well behind the scenes. Apparently, he's electric behind the scenes. Apparently, he's in massive form behind the scenes, like, you know, a ball of energy ready to burst out. And I don't understand how we went. Like, we remember when he picked up the injury the second time, and we were like, shit, our season is fucked. Uh, And we haven't seen him since a bad 45 minutes against Aston Villa. Martinelli has a bad 45 minutes or 60 minutes or whatever it was. And he is booted out of the team for like 12, 13 games. William, we're happy with his mistakes. David Luiz, like we're happy with his mistakes. Moel Nenni, like, you know, still gets game time. It is, it's staggering that the battles that he wants to pick are with kids every single time. (laughs) The people that saved him in December, he wants to bat one. And you know, I, 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 I kind of thought that um, we would see Gabriel Martinelli at some point today. The moment to do it was on forty-five, when there was no urgency in that f- first forty-five minutes. Like hook William, put Martinelli on, make a statement. He chose not to. He gave him till seventy minutes, and it's 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 difficult to comprehend what he's looking at as a coach. But I,
1: th- I think it also. Makes you rethink the whole Saliba saga. You know, we we were we were able at the time to sort of go, well, maybe you know, Saliba had a lot of personal issues. Maybe he's just not ready. Maybe he's just really like not ready. But you begin to look at it through the lens of what's happening with Martinelli, and the, through the lens of the performances he's, he's putting in over in France, and you're going, do we honestly think that he is not? A option uh, to be rotated into a back four right now. Do we, are we are we honestly saying that he is not at the level to challenge Rob Holding and Callum Chambers? <laughs> because I don't think that's true. I just don't no. think it's true, and oh. and I think it's another example of a player being treated very poorly and a high potential, high quality future regular. Um, young player. And, and, and I don't understand why this is happening, but it's dangerous because we could lose. If we, if we keep Arteta, we could lose talent like Martinelli and Saliba and look back in three, four, five years as they become world beaters and think that was a really, really, really big mistake. In the same way that, you know, Chelsea have under Mourinho let De Bruyne and Salah and a host the, and Lukaku. Uh, and players like that go under his watch, and have watched them turn into world-class performance. So we can't have that happen.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree. And you know, I hear I hear that Arteta loves David Luiz. thinks that we, he thinks that we play better with him in the side. What does the table say? It says that that is a complete and utter myth. You know, you, uh, Willian gives us control. What did that game show us today? It gives us no control. It gives us no urgency. It gives us no pressing option. It's like having Giroud up front when teams could squeeze us because they knew there was no pace coming at them. And, um, uh, uh, but the, the, the biggest killer is that you sit in training every day with that player and you look at William and you look at Gabriel and you say, what this, what this side needs, the big statement I want to make right now is I am dropping Aubameyang and it's going to be William. So what are you thinking? Like, is anybody is, does he have anybody stand sitting by his side saying, Mikel, you need to get over this William thing. Like politically, who gives a fuck? You know, what's going to be worse for you politically this summer. The fans will hate you and want you out. And they're booing you after three games in the stadium next year. And that performance today, that lineup that lack of urgency, that desire to just get out of the game with a, a sort of a, a nil-nil, and then to talk after about control, that's what's going to cost him with the fans next season. And, you know, he, you can get away with losing three nil to Liverpool um, because you're prioritizing the Europa League. You cannot get away with performances like that at home to a shit team with a shit side. It's, it's just so, so depressing. It's like England managers, you know, like England managers. You're like, why, why don't you play the best starting eleven? And every England manager has a thing, has a player that they don't like. Arteta is the same. You're like the obvious choice here would be someone with energy, but you're choosing a slow thirty-two-year-old that's shit. And it's it's get, it's getting to the you know it's getting to the point now where you can't defend it anymore. And I, I'm a big defender. Too too much of a defender of this approach, but today was it well, was a for really- me.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I just think that we're we're so up against it in terms of winning the Europa. That's just the, the reality of it. Where we, I, I would estimate our chances, which aren't bad, at around thirty thirty percent chance of winning the Europa League. Yeah, that's that's that feels like a fair. It's not where, where you want to be, but frankly, when your odds are like that, you just have to roll the dice. And for me, the only way to go is. Sakura left back, Martinelli in front of him, and just try and create some of that youthful vigor and momentum that saw us turn the season around earlier and like double down on it. Um, going back to, you know, the, the stayed pre Christmas selections and football, we're going to come up short. Maybe we'll get to the semis, maybe we'll even get to the final, but we will come up short because we know that that is not good enough and we need something extra. So um, I really hope that he, that he finds it. You know, it, it reminded me, of, like Arsene Wenger used to stumble across teams, and we've talked about it on the podcast. He stumbled across the sort of Cazorla song, Axis. He stumbled across a number, of, a number of different things that work. But what was great about Arsene Wenger is when he found it, <laughs> he flogged it to death. You know, he used it every single game. And so that's what's so surprising that, you know, there hasn't been, he's not, he, he, he learned the hard way and now he's gone back to what was failing. It's like we've gone back.
0: And part, and part of it is, um, is leadership around him. Like Edu's, Edu's a disaster. And everyone at Arsenal knows that Edu is a complete fucking disaster. And I cannot tell you how much trouble we're in when Arteta gets moved on because Edu is so bad and everybody knows it. And then, then you look at the coaching staff. What, why, Artel, why is
1: he, why is he, why is he has not so got bad? a fu-
0: He doesn't care about Arsenal. He has not got a fucking clue what he's up to. There's no real plan. Like, you know, he's super, he's super agent was the plan he's hiring in. Uh, you know, he's hiring in his people, which is a disaster. Uh, he's got terrible taste. In players like I, I really don't think he's going to move us forward but everybody behind the scenes knows that he's shit and Vinay should do something about him but he won't the bigger concern for me is the the, the coaches that Arteta has built around him you know he's got a whole group of people that agreed with starting William. Steve Round is agreeing that William should start tonight he's, he's got a whole group of people they're either sycophants or they've got terrible taste that he's built around him. And it's like, Edu should be sitting in there and saying, like, uh, Gabriel Martinelli is more important to the future of Arsenal than William. Address it. Like, there should be conversations like that, but there's not. And I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know how this ends. I don't know when it ends, but I don't think that Arteta, f- it, like, judging by what's going on at the moment, it doesn't feel like Arteta has enough pressure on him. That that lineup today and that performance didn't feel like the performance of a manager that thinks that he could lose his job in the next five games. Chelsea, on December 26th, felt like a manager that was like, I've got to roll the dice on something. Arteta is back to feeling comfortable. And I just worry that he's going to burn all these bridges with the fans because tonight really was completely unacceptable. And it was a managerial performance of unacceptability because you know you're going to get that performance from certain players, Right.
1: Well, I think that I think it was actually last weekend that was the catalyst. Um, and so much has been said and written about it. And I don't think I, th- I and I and I think it, it was that like you said, it was that comfortableness about the Liverpool game. Um, which and then everyone saw the performance and was just like, wait, 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 wait. Like, uh, because cause, you know, we have we've been humiliated on so many occasions by big teams in recent years. That there is almost a sense of you know let's just lose one nil and, and and respectfully and we can move on. And there was this that that game stank of that. It was like let's just lose one nil and move on respectfully or get a nil nil or whatever. And um and, but it was just this one following hot on the heels. But I agree with the, with the thing about him feeling comfortable. The reality is we know he's there till next season. Um that's not going to change and 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 I, and I think it shouldn't change. But what people aren't aware of is that, uh, we're almost, the fans are going to be back in the stadiums next, next season. I I presume by, 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 by August, maybe not full capacity, but, but I'd imagine at least 50%. And we will lose a a game in our first five games. We're incapable of not. And when that defeat comes, whoever it's against, uh, the knives will be out. And that's what I fear for him because he just hasn't got enough credit. He's used up all the FA Cup credit, um, and that, that that saved him up until Christmas. But he hasn't got enough credit in the bank to survive
0: another run like that with the and fans. It, and the the worrying thing now is it it doesn't have enough credit with the it doesn't have enough credit with the players, right? The the Aubameyang thing. The form that he's in right now is a direct uh, is, a, is a direct consequence of dropping him against Spurs. He dropped him against Spurs, um, and then he's played him a few times, and he's been completely anonymous and shit. He tried to hide him out on the left, has continued to be shit. So you've lost you've lost your captain. Um, I think that it's probably fair to say that players like Nicholas Pepe, uh, William. David Luiz are probably the players that people are talking about that are not really totally bought into him. And you've already rolled the dice with young players. So it's like, well, like, how does he, how does he whip this squad back into shape? Cause he's got, he's got to have a massive game next Thursday and it's, it's jury's out of whether we can turn them over next Thursday. If we go through, it's going to have an extremely fired up Unai Emery side do we, have the, do we have the minerals to get through that game? And then in the final, like I, ju- I just don't know whether this team in this moment with this, this many problems that are now Arteta's problems, right? They're not, they're not Unai Emery problems now. They're Arteta problems because he's brought them on himself. I don't know how he gets through the final. I really don't. And the bigger thing, Johnny said last week, he was like, it's all about the final. If he wins the final when he wins the Europa League, slate clean. Yeah. I wonder now. I'll, I I wonder if you bu- if he bums it to the final.
1: Does does that oh, even... the final? No, the final's not enough. The final I, won't I, be enough. I, the I, final I, is. I mean, the final is like Una Emery. Right, he got to the final, and um and 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 look, look what happened the next season. But does the it... only the only way that there's there's two ways that Arteta gets out of this. One way is, um we win the Europa. The other way is we win seven of eight of our last games and go out unluckily in the Europa. Or uh, we'll get to the Like you know, just, just or, you know, we've got to, if we don't win the Europa, we've got to win seven of eight in the league or, and, and, and look finally that we can put a run together. And, and frankly, we're playing five teams in the bottom eight in our next game. So we should be able to do that. I, j- I just,
0: you, I, I, I'm but, not but, sure but, now.
1: Well, I don't think I don't think we will do it, but you need to he needs to end the season with, you know, the the old, you know, twenty one points from twenty four or whatever it is to end the season and breathe some respectability and finish seventh. I mean that's without that and and give people I think it was uh ninety ninety one, ninety two season when we um when we uh, finished the season on an incredible high note, and ended up being favourites for the Premier League the next uh, for the for the for the league the next season. And and I think you can carry on that momentum, but we look so far from that. We just can't put it right together. I mean, how many times have we won consecutive games? I think we have only won two consecutive games three times in the season.
0: Yeah, I mean, and the the really worrying thing is Gabriel Margelès looks shit. As a as a centre back, Rob Holding is completely all over the place. Disaster at the moment. Thomas Partey looks like he's caught the disease that everybody that joins Arsenal seems to catch. Granite Jack is Granite Jacker. Like our forward line is terrible. Lacazette is uh, is I think Lacazette and Aubameyang. Neither of them are bre- broken double figures yet, or barely broken double figures this season. Like you, everybody th- looks tired. Saka looks tired. Smith-Rowe looked tired tonight. Everybody is starting to fall through the cracks. And winning is what gets you excited and motivated at this end of the season. And, um, and we're so far from that. Like, I, I think that this is going to be a really, really difficult end.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, like, I, I don't see it ending well, to be honest. Um, maybe we'll squeeze through next Thursday, but um, Who knows? we 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 just don't know what 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 we're going to get um and you know some people will go oh guys you're like, you know you you're overdoing it we had the chances with this. it's four games since spurs drawn two lost two you know every bit of momentum that we've had this year has gone it's, it's gone now no, it
0: was, and it was now, another shit you know, performance against a shit side
1: and, and you know it's it's um it, it all stems from, you know, those games that the one we lost against Olympiacos, it didn't really matter. It's those types of games that good clubs don't lose because it's just the rot sets in when you have those those types of performance. And you look back and now that's one of the games that is part of this, you know, run. And Arsene Wenger always used to say, you know, it takes a long time to get confidence for only a second to lose it. And... Um, we've got to get some confidence really, really quickly. But you don't feel like there's a lot in the squad at the moment, especially with the TND injury, everyone feeling sort of tired, Odegaard out, maybe he'll be back for the next game. Um, the Obamiang issues behind the scenes. It doesn't feel like a, a confident. We need to be like this, we need to be coming into form right now. And it feels like we're going out of form.
0: Yeah, we should be playing Joel Lopez at the weekend. Put Aziz in the starting 11. Like, put Gabriel Martinelli uh, as a number nine. Like, there needs to be some sort of reaction, but there never is. There is always total forgiveness. And let's see if we can play these average older players into form. And I, I, I don't know whether Arteta has got the solutions. And my bigger concern is even if he does have the solutions, even if we do win the Europa League you know, another, a, a, an additional season is generally a reward for good performances. And at the moment has, I, I don't, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing performances or, I, you know, we've, we've you know, 16 weeks of good performances is not good enough, especially after the, you know. And it, and
1: it hasn't been 16 weeks of good performances. It's been, we, we're top four, I think, at one point, but I don't know if that's even the case anymore, but we had an easy run. And we had some poor performances in there. Um, and, and, you know, it's, 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 it's not all good. It's not all good news. And you look at what's happening at Chelsea with like, you know, a proven high quality manager in Tuchel. And you look at what they're serving up in the Champions League versus what we're serving up in the Europa. And then you look at, you know, we're basically being level painting with Chelsea that they, they, they bought a lot of high quality players in the summer, who haven't come good yet. But, you know, th- there was, you know, a, a, a weight of thin piece of paper really between uh, the teams. I think they've they been fractionally ahead of us, but, but it hasn't been a lot. Um, but, you know, it feels like the golf has widened massively um, since, since, since Christmas in terms of style of play, in terms of management, in game management. He's taken them to another level, whereas we're we're stuck in second gear.
0: Yeah, and uh, and again, a lot of these. I mean, the the really difficult decisions. There was, you know, signing Aubameyang was the right decision, but we, you know, the biggest fear was if we sell Aubameyang, we'll get a striker in that can't score goals. We signed Aubameyang to over three hundred and fifty grand a week, and we. We got that season. We got the season of signing a Celtic striker that didn't make it. Nine goals. Like, and, and, and at least if you'd signed a Celtic striker, you would have got effort. I don't feel that you're getting that from Aubameyang at the moment. And even worse, he's your captain and he's bringing down the rest of the side. And it's, it's now looking like in the summer, like, wait, how, how, how hard are we going to have to go at changing the squad? Because if your captain is sulking like that, Maybe you have to get rid of him. Maybe you have to Ozil him. Maybe you have to give him a way out. See if another big club in Europe wants to take him on a free transfer. Like, you you wouldn't give Lacazette a new deal right now. Like, who, who survives this summer? And how can we go in with players that have dipped twice?
1: I mean, I've said for a while, I think striker is the hardest position to deal with this summer. Because, and... And the the only option, the only op- the only option that that I can see is Martinelli is number nine. Um, we've got him in the t- we've got him at the club. He knows the club. We can see the raw potential. It feels like he's being groomed for that role. But you've got to play him in the last seven league games in that this season in this role. I mean, it took Thierry Henry ten games at centre forward before he got it. You know, <laughs> it's not like Martinelli is going to do it any faster. No. Um, so he's got to be given those games, but he's not being given those games. And instead, you know, we've got, you know, Lacquer and Oba who feel like relics from the past. And look, I, I'm still a fan of both of those players to some extent. I, like, I don't think Lacazette has ever done anything wrong by Arsenal. I think he's always put in everything he's got. I think Obama Yang. I think he's just got some shit going on. Um, that's what it feels like. I don't think it's an intentional um, fuck you to Arsenal. I think it's just things just aren't feeling right, and that's one of the issues is is Arteta creating the conditions for people to be their very best selves at Arsenal, and it feels like that's not not the case, you know.
0: I think we just overinvested in a specialist and. I also think that there is something to be said of a man in his 30s getting a retirement contract and being like, I'm done. This is the last one. Not many players at 31 get massive deals and maintain their form. Look at Gareth Bale. Like, it's not, this is not a new thing around in world football. There are a whole bunch of top, top players that get the massive deal in their 30s and then everything switches off because they've got nothing to play for. They've won it all. But Arteta is indulge that. Edu indulge that. Um, you know, we got rid of the Urzel problem. Should have learned our lesson, and we dived right back into the sea of shit. And and here we are again. So I'm I'm really, really, really concerned about how we end this season now. And for me personally, how much I've invested in sullying the reputation of Unai Emery and he could come back and and have the, the biggest cream pie in my face of all time. would It would be, it'd be, it'd be humiliating. I don't know how... I'll, I'd have to delete the, the, the website.
1: I think, I think if we get through to the semi-final, we'll win the semi-final. Um, oh, but, I, but, I'm, but I'm worried about the second leg next week.
0: I'm worried about um, the second for, leg next week. Didn't they? wasn't ra- the second leg next week?
1: Uh, yeah, Prague has got a great record uh, at home. doesn't? They've lost in 20 games, 21 games this season. Uh, I mean, we've done that before. It's, it's fucking Slavia Prague. Let's not turn them into world beaters. And it's the Europa League quarterfinals. It's not Champions League semis. You know, so, so let's just put it all into perspective. But, you we'll know, so we've got to go.
0: We we'll also played shit today and still hit the woodwork three times. You know, all we've got to do is put in a, a semi-competent performance. The worry is all they've got to do is nil-nil. That's the, yeah, the, the biggest thing.
1: I, 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 I don't think it'll be nil-nil. No, no. I think it'll be two all or, or something like that. We'll go through. But What a fucking mess. We're, again! What
0: a miserable fucking mess. Sheffield United at the weekend, and you know that they're just going to fucking cause us all sorts of problems because we Well, it's it. just, I mean, the
1: bigger thing is, it's just there's no joy, and, you know. Like we know what we know the formula we want as fans. We want to see progress. We want to see young players blooded. We want to give it a go. We think we've got very special talent that can rival anyone else in the form of Smith Rowe, Odegaard, who doesn't belong to us, uh, Martinelli, um, you know, and and Saka. And we want to see them play. We want to see how good they can be together. And we think we've got the nucleus of a team and we, need to, and we need to see that. We don't like, like the golden oldies. We don't like seeing Aubameyang and, and Lacazette playing together. We don't like seeing William getting minutes ahead of our youngsters because he's not the future. It's, it's really, really clear. And I'm not, like, It's not like we're telling a manager to sign a player and that like we know best as fans. It's, these are all Arsenal players. Like we, we, we know them pretty well. We watch them day in, day out. I think we've got a clear indication of the fact that there is almost universal, a, a universal belief that uh, William is not the answer and that Martinelli should be getting more minutes. Let's just fucking see it.
0: Yeah. it's it's uh, For me, it's, you know, like Arsene Wenger, it was apathy. Emery, it was apathy. With Arteta, you're like, it's, it's anger because it's, your entire system is built on young, technically gifted mobile players. That's what it should be. And yet you can, you you are sabotaging yourself. It's self-inflicted tonight. If we, if we drawn one, one and we played all the young players, people would be like, all right, that's just what happens sometimes. Um, But he, he he doesn't, it's, it's such a risk, this strategy that he's taking and it's going to kill him. And, that the it's easy for him to get away with it right now because Vinai, who is obviously a very weak leader can't feel the the, the the fan tension but when people are booing at him and you know pointing at him in the in the in the executive box next season it's not going to be that easy you can't ignore it you can't ignore the hate in the stadium and I'm worried that Arteta is turning himself into a bit of a hate figure in the same way that Emery did towards the end of his tenure because people don't like seeing young players mistreated and people don't like seeing self-sabotage at the detriment of their viewing experience because you feel shit all week when Arsenal lose well,
1: I think the other thing is you know uh, Arteta is not is not Patrick Vieira he's not Thierry Henry he you know played for Arsenal and he is uh, respected by Arsenal fans for the service that he provided, but he is not an invincible. He is not Freddie Lundberg. He is not Thierry Henry. And he's just not going to get away with it for that much longer before the fans turn. And I actually still believe he can do a good job. And if he, we, I feel like it's, it's unfair because we said, oh, look, he's a young manager. He's going to make mistakes. And then for us not to allow him to make mistakes... Is is not fair. The the thing that I don't like is I feel like he makes the same mistake more than once. I'd rather he made mistakes, learned from them, and didn't make that one again. Um, but my God, when the fans are back in the stadium, can you imagine today if, if today happened after Sunday? I mean, it would. It just. I, I just don't know how it would even be possible. But he would be under under under, under siege.
0: Yeah, and uh, and that's the key point there. That. But everybody accepts that there will be mistakes with young managers as there, as there will be with older managers. Like Thomas Tuchel is only going to come into Arsenal and do pretty much exactly the same thing, ask the same things of players. Thomas Tuchel would fall out with players much harder than Arteta has done because he's done it for his whole career. But Thomas Tuchel would not make the same mistakes over and over again and if Thomas Tuchel saw a 17-year-old or an 18-year-old that was working harder than the 30-year-old, you know what he'd do? He'd play the 17-year-old. Pep Guardiola is exactly the same. Pep Guardiola would not tolerate what Aubameyang is offering the side. But he wouldn't replace him with Willian, of all players. It's so absurd. It's so absurd. But, you know, if, if Arteta loses his job, he's not going to Barcelona. Barcelona won't allow... Uh, you know an arsenal reject, someone who failed there he's back down into the into the lower leagues he's got to make this work and he's got to start behaving like his career trajectory is based on the success of what's going on at arsenal like the best thing for everybody is that arteta succeeds because fuck knows what unai uh, not not unai emery vinai is going to do next it's going to be even worse edu is not going to select a great manager next time yeah, it's going to be a disaster Nuno. It be yeah. It will be. It will be someone like Nuno. It won't be somebody that can take what Arteta's done and elevate it. You know, Tukel would be the obvious if you got rid of Arteta because they play in that same sort of way. It won't. It will be. It would be a counterpoint to it. It'd be a, an allegory. It would be uh, a Louis Van Howe. It would be something horrible to to get the disciplinarian stuff in there and it, and it won't work. And that's my worry. Like it's in our interest that Arteta gets it right, but. Nights like tonight make me worry that he's not the guy that can do that because that was a self-inflicted wound again. But God. you know,
1: we need some we need some perspective, don't we? It's been four weeks ago we were drunk and saying Arteta was he' cracked it. We're just beating Spurs. So um,
0: his perspective. I took down the Arteta poster from my bedroom wall tonight. <laughs> That's how bad it's gone. That's how it's done. He's 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 on the edge. Okay, all right. Well, that was that felt cathartic. I hope that if you were listening, that felt cathartic. Um, Matt, it was a pleasure having you on.
1: Yeah, good to good to be on. I felt utterly miserable now.
0: Yeah, same here. But we're gonna we're gonna rev up the podcast again this weekend. Johnny will be back with uh, with his thoughts on whatever's going on. I'm sure it won't be pleasant, even if we do beat Sheffield United. Um, but in the meantime, don't. Don't give me a five-star review on iTunes tonight. I contributed to that loss today. I feel terrible, um, but don't give me a one. Like, let's, not, let's not ruin the, the, the ratings progress. And uh, on that note, I will say ciao for now. Ciao for now. Peacock Streaming. The biggest live events from Super Bowl 56 to complete coverage of the Winter Olympics. It's all the unbelievable sports to love. Sign up now at PeacockTV.com.
1: Sports Social Podcast Network.